What's up? What's up? How are you doing, man? Good, man. This is nuts. Yeah, right? Damn. Not the first person to say, fuck, this is nuts. It's fucking just a text (laughs) message away and you're fucking, next thing you know, you're talking on a fucking podcast just as convenient as that, right? Just like that, man. That's fucking crazy. Holy fuck. How's your day been so far? It's been all right. It's been all right. Just fucking trying to get this floor done. So, I mean, is your fucking, uh, your part of Oregon Gate affected with that fire at all? Uh, yeah, it's, it's all, it's rain and ash. Damn, dude, I'm sorry to hear that. That shit sucks. Do they ever figure out, like, what the cause is just fucking natural or fucking arson bullshit? Uh, out here, there's a lot of, like, dry lightning. Oh, shit. Lightning and no rain and a bunch of dead brush. So that's straight up Mother Nature, probably, if anything, huh? Yeah. (laughs) That's fucking gnarly. Well, fuck, dude. Hey, so I'm gonna fucking do like the standard protocol. Let everyone know what's good, who they're listening to, and fucking we're gonna go from there, right? Cool. All right. Well, what's up, everybody? This is your host, Mike W. You're listening to another episode of Shooting the Shit. I've just got back from like a two week hiatus of taking mushrooms and some vacation shit here in France, but. A lot of you homies were like, what the fuck's going on? Show's fucking dead or what? You fucking over it? Nah, it's just fucking fucked up. But we're back, and I'm with my homie Armand from Spirit Mother. What's good? What's good? What's good? Anyways, so yeah, we talked yesterday. We fucking caught up. Fucking my little green room phone call stats and whatever. You know, get acquainted and everything. But uh, I think we had, like, it sucks though. You mentioned yesterday, like, our talk yesterday wasn't the podcast. Cause we <laughs> yeah, much- dude. <laughs> we covered almost every fucking basis that we're probably gonna redo in this show, but whatever, we can still keep shit fresh. But I mean, instead of just having like a little Q and A about us personally, I feel like maybe we can indulge more about Spirit Mother and you and yourself in the group of this band, you know, so everyone gets a little more acquainted. Because, like I, we talked about, you're still like you're new to the scene. You've been around for like what two, three years right now, but you're still predominantly fresh. Yeah, something like that. Okay. I mean, this lineup, like our band, has really become a band since this lineup, and it's it's only like two years old. Okay, okay. Well, you guys have been pretty consistent out there on the West Coast. You guys are Long Beach based, right? Yeah, yeah, we're out of Long Beach. All right, all right. So fucking, I mean, I get the gist. And oh, by the way, I listened to what you sent me. Uh, fuck. That was fucking sick, but that's not all done yet. It's like just the demos, right? It's the rough yeah, that's, that's just the demos. Dude. The, what I've been writing up here in the middle of nowhere. And you and the lady fucking harmonizing together for some of those tracks fucking compliment. Fucking super dope, dude. I'm fucking... I back it. I really do. I'm not Hell just yeah, being biased. I say I back... Like, I repeat every episode, I back everyone who's on it for a reason not biased i'm not gonna fucking say something i don't mean but i sincerely back it it fucking kills fuck yeah dude thank you of course man but anyways fill us in talk about spirit mother you gotta you gotta do fucking some talking for the next three minutes about it just let everyone who's (laughs) listening fucking get a gist of what the history of this band is and direction more or less what it's all about come on pitch pitch for sure you got it all right so uh a few years back uh i met sarah 
and we decided to form a band and over like a year a year before we even started we were just kind of figuring out how violin would work in this type of music mm-hmm. and it was a lot of like honestly a lot of like bickering and arguing and like sounds like shit you know what i mean and then we right. finally kind of came up with something and uh for the first year we we struggled to like keep a lineup i played guitar um which i don't anymore but i was playing guitar and we we're constantly going through drummers and bass players until uh finally we got we got landon uh-huh. you drummer right our drummer now yeah and uh, our bass player quit right when we got Landon, so I just said, fuck it. I'll play bass, and we're not going to do guitar at all. Okay. Fuck guitar. And we did that for about uh, probably like six months mm-hmm. before we ran into Sean. He came to one of our shows. He was like, you guys looking for a guitar player? And I said, no, we're looking for a bass player, actually. And he's like, oh, shit, well. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> Body said, slams right, like no dice, no dice. Yeah. So uh I tried him out on guitar and it it just it worked right off the bat. So that was that. I I turned into a bass player. Turned into a bass player. Yep. So you're not playing guitar anymore for this shit, but you're still writing songs with the guitar, right? Yeah, I write the music on guitar, but when we play live, I play bass. Okay, okay. Damn. Yeah. And Open so pre- just grinding. Grinding, but kind of keep fresh. Give us a give us an idea of the sound more or less, because it's not your standard formula. You know what I mean? It's it's fresh, it's different, but it still fucking falls in the same category with everything that's going on in the scene, if whatever the scene may be. You know what I mean? It's still, it's peaceful but it's heavy at the same time uh, i feel i had somebody at one of our shows tell us that heavy and for whatever reason i just fucking stuck with that because it's kind of right like the songwriting we're not like trying to be super fucking heavy uh but it does it does kind of keep up with heavier bands and has a, it ends up having a big sound. The strings really, uh, like having an electric violin, we use a loop pedal live a lot. Uh-huh. So it ends up becoming like a live string section, but it's all delayed and distorted and through a guitar amp and a pedal board that uh, Sarah and I both kind of piece together one pedal at a time to figure out what would sound the best. And Right. And yeah, it all kind of just all kind of just molded that way i mean also i mean like with the violin dude like when you listen to like so i mean i listened to some singles on spotify on that when we were talking yesterday i was like telling you all about fucking me listening to space cadet and then even with the new demos and whatnot that you sent me that i listened to this morning with my coffee and shit nice but with the fucking fact that you have like a violin dude like it's so it's more, I feel like if I were to see it, because I, I, unfortunately at the House of Machines show where apparently we met and I, I, I suck because my mind's all over the place and I do recall the show and I do recall briefly running into you. I didn't catch the set, so it's shame on me, you know, but I can only imagine that 
seeing from photos and hearing fucking recordings and whatnot, the violin, that's like something new. I mean, who the fuck else is doing with that? You know what I mean? Of course, people fucked with it here and there. Don't get me wrong. But that's fucking something really to be appreciated with. I mean, how does that work for the whole creative sound process when you're writing a song too? Violin. I know I'm speaking on your girl's behalf, not necessarily you, but I mean, what the fuck? That's dope. <laughs> That's dope. Thanks, dude. Yeah, we, we just decided early on to like be anti-guitar solo. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. There... No, no, uh, no judgment on anybody who's all about the guitar solos and stuff, but just for this project, we're not. And uh, we decided... You know, that was part of what the violin does. It's like, it's the improvisational instrument for the most part. She does a lot of live improvisation. Okay. And it kind of creates, kind of creates the atmosphere for like the three piece rock and roll band to, to play in, if that makes sense. No, I, I get it. Definitely. It definitely does. It stands out too, because it's not like too predominant through like the whole fucking song or like the whole set. But it does fucking yeah. help introduce the song. It does have its parts in between songs. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? What am I listening I mean, to? Don't get me wrong. Like, we'll, we'll show up to a show and people will think we're a fucking folk band or something because there's a violin player. Oh, for sure. Don't get me fucking wrong either. If I was fucking oblivious <laughs> as a motherfucker and I saw you guys for the first five seconds before you guys even turned on your amps, I'd be like, what the fuck's going on? Yep. We get a lot of that. <laughs> nah, but fuck that, dude. At the end, the music speaks for itself. And you guys fucking, it seems like you guys have really like a strong, positive fucking feedback from like your fans and the locals' perspective of where you guys are playing on the West Coast. Because, I mean, from all the feed I see, dude, you're always playing fucking big shit or like some good fucking venues or shows in front of people. And the reception seems to be rad. We honestly, like, I feel like uh, for being an independent band, we're, we don't do too bad. We don't do too bad. We hustle like motherfuckers, and we get said no to way more than we get say we get said yes to. But, uh, yeah, we, we've managed to do, do a lot, just head down and hustling and grinding. And for a band like yourself, when we were talking yesterday, now I know I'm not, I know I'm talking like a script right now with you because we were talking like bros yesterday, but I'm just doing it for like the whole algorithm for a podcast, you know, listener thing. But for you guys, yeah, yeah, exactly. But as a guys, you're, you're an independent band. You don't have a label. You've worked with people, but you don't have a label. You're putting everything out for yourself. And for a group being around for this long and being like a really networks area in the united states like in the west coast i know you're in oregon now but at the time you're really in a fucking big networked area how does that work out for you guys like how are you feeling being an independent band these days i know you're hungry uh it has its upsides and downsides you know like uh we tried the management thing for a bit and you know no uh no no discredit to them, but they were they were on the East Coast and we were on the West Coast, so we didn't knew different people and it just it just didn't work out for us. Right. And we seem to get further just by, you know, people people we meet at shows and friends we make through this and that and you know, like uh 
actually our first tour our first like tour tour mm. was uh with this kind of like a post-punk band which is kind of funny for us to play with but it ended up working out really nice uh they're called plague vendor off of epitaph records mm-hmm. and uh they signed us up for their tour before they even heard us i had invited uh i invited my buddy brandon who sings for that band i invited him out to to our show to dj it okay okay just... and next thing i know he's on the phone with his manager and he's like you got we got to bring these guys on with us and i was like brandon what if we suck you don't even know what we sound like you're like well don't <laughs> dog that that guy sounds like he's fucking cool as fuck Oh, dude, he's he's the homie. Shout out to Brandon for sure. I love that guy. I mean, that's just taking a fucking a leap of faith, fucking just on some good judgment right there. I mean, probably obviously felt some good vibes of you guys as a group of friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's fucking dope, man. Well, shit. You don't get that a lot. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm going blank for but, a sec because fucking we did so much talking yesterday, but I don't know how to fucking articulate it or fucking put it fucking right now without sounding fucking scripted. You know what I mean? You should have just, you should have just hit record secretly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should, I should. And then do the talk. But then again, I got fucking. Deep. <laughs> I got, a, I got a little fucking deep on some fucking you know, business knowledge that I don't like to share around for everyone else to have the access to hearing. So that was between you and me at some point in that conversation last night. I feel, I feel. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the long run, dude. You're looking for a label, though, at the same time, right? More or less. Not too eagerly, but it'd be nice. I, I can't afford, I can't afford to record another album independently. I mean, we didn't put it out ourselves. We had uh, our good buddy. He basically faked the label just to put us out, which I'm like forever grateful for. That's a fucking sick power move, too. I back people who take that kind of initiative. Fake it till you make it, too. That's fucking key <laughs> as fuck. I can't tell you fucking how much faking it till you make it fucking works out like a motherfucker. It got us to the fucking, it got our record out. You know what I mean? Like, there you go. Voila. Fucking killed it. And, you know, we, we did enough like hustling and uh, we actually were starting to sling our record like a week before we released it because we had some out of town shows. Okay. And so we ended up between then, like a couple months before we released it in March. Okay. So a couple months before March we were starting to sling it at our shows at our out of town shows and stuff like that. And, uh, between then and, and March 11th was our last show before California shut down. Uh, we managed to pay, you know, the, the dude just went out on a limb and, and threw down some money for us to have vinyl and we managed to fucking pay him back. Okay. Which felt good, you know? There you go. That's fucking rewarding if you were able to pay back, especially with the fucking COVID times. You didn't really get a chance to really to promote the album either with some live shows. Oh man, we had we had some we had some really cool shit lined up, and it all just crashed and burned. I am glad we got to do we got to play with Blackwater, Holy Light, and Sacramani. Uh, the last night that live music was happening. Right, and those dudes. That's like a. That's a fucking, that's a pretty solid set, set to fucking play with. Those two fucking, 
Those guys are on fire. Yeah, incredible fucking musicians, straight up. Yeah, both of those bands fucking taking names and writing them down, fucking killing it around the world. Trying to get Sucker Money on the show, too, but the homie is fucking a little bitch lately. Nah, I'm just joking, but he's the shit. <laughs> I'm going to call him. I'm gonna, dude, I'm going to call him out on every fucking episode I do until he does it. We spoke for, like, <laughs> the fucking guitarist of that band is, like, one of my closest friends for, like, 10 years. But then the moment I moved to France, he, like, shunned me. Not deliberately, just fucking was like, I'm not going to talk to this dude. Nothing personal. I'm just not talking to him. And then when we finally talked for the first time in 10 months yesterday, it was like, you going to do the show? He's like, sure. And then that, <laughs> that was as... You know when you fucking don't talk to someone for like 10 months when you fucking have like a dope history with them, you know, good or bad, whatever, you expect like fucking, whoa, bro, how's life, you know, and shit, but it was like, so what you been eating? Uh, <laughs> some fucking Brussels sprouts. How's the weather out there? Uh, it's, it's good. <laughs> you going to be on the show? Yeah, yeah, I'll let you know. Fuck. You know, it's not going well. When you have to bring up the weather in a conversation. Yeah, or what the fuck you're eating, too. Like, what the, <laughs> the fuck? I've been, I've been eating fucking Pringles and Brussels sprouts and drinking water. What you've been eating? Fucking caviar every day? Something exciting? I don't know. Fuck it. But that's just me for a personal minute. But fuck. So now you're in fucking Oregon in a dope-ass farm you were telling me about. Fucking working with some animals. You and your lady are fucking kind of like renovating like a nice house out there. Yeah, it's this, uh, honestly, the opportunity to be out here kind of just presented itself to us. We weren't looking for it, and uh, we came out here, and this house, it's a nice nice little house, but, like, it was, it was a nice little house in maybe, like, the 1920s when it was built. Right. But uh, the people that had this place before we got to it, were straight up tweakers and they just decided to tear out the staircase and build their own somewhere else. <laughs> and we have the sketchiest staircase of all time. It's handmade out of just like scrap wood and it looks like it's going to break all the time, but it doesn't. So, I mean, tweaker engineering, tweaker engineering hats off, man. I can't, I can't shit talk the the, the stairs work. <laughs> But how's it feel now? Like, all right, we already talked about it yesterday, but I'm just going to do it for the listeners. How's it feel to be out of the West Coast where it's like insanely taxing on the mind and super vicious? How's it feel to get yeah. the fuck out of there? I mean, like we were talking about earlier, is it was just a fight to do anything. To fucking go to your car and get groceries was like, you had to spend so much energy like, okay, uh, I have to go between this time because I'm not going to be able to park my car. Uh, I got to do laundry. Uh, I can't play guitar because my neighbor upstairs is going to get fucking pissed. I could just rattle off shit like that for forever. And so all this new music, like uh, I had like a riff or two maybe that I was working on down in Long Beach and we came up here. And within a couple of months, that two went to like five. And then it's just been like steadily, steadily coming. Um, to be to be out here in with 10 acres of space 
and nothing but like you and some cows and chickens and shit like yeah i don't know I'm, you got, i've never felt anything like it before you got no noise complaint man you're good no noise complaint you got yourself a setup out there too right hell yeah i brought all all the gear i've got up here Oh, dude, so you're living the dream, especially during the COVID situation. Everyone's all fucking swamped up, fucking in their hood and shit, fucking still paying money for a recording space and whatnot, and kind of being subjugated to fucking make do with what they got, which is not much to work with. Everyone's complaining fucking, everyone will lie to you, I've noticed. Not lie, but everyone's got to say something like, yeah, we've been really, you know, productive as fuck, you know, during this COVID time, taking advantage of like, you know all this free time, you know, to really focus on ourselves and whatnot. And you can tell who's doing that. And you can also tell, like, you're fucking bullshitting. You ain't done shit. You've been been home fucking (laughs) jacking. You've been home jacking off watching South Park, fucking eating fucking burritos and fucking scrolling on IG and not talking to your bandmates for fucking, like, two fucking consecutive months. And right when things are kind of picking up, you're talking initiative last minute. So it's like super hilarious. But in your situation, if you're in the middle of nowhere for the best and you got all the time in the world to focus on yourself and there's no excuse. There's no excuse, man. And it's funny, like you have to get out in the middle of nowhere to have the time, space and just like mental headroom, I guess you could say, to actually do art which you have to then sell in a city. But, you know, at least you can make it in the middle of nowhere. Oh, dude, in the middle of nowhere, you have no fucking excuse, dude. In the middle of nowhere, I, I feel like... In the middle of fucking nowhere, I feel like if you're doing anything, if it's handcraft, you're an engineer, fucking musician, an artist, whatever the fuck, and you also have to do, like, you know, what you got to do to fucking pay the bills at the same time, you have no fucking obligation to be distracted from the nine to five fucking taxing lifestyle. It's commuting, going fucking this and this and that place, being involved yep. with everyone, your neighbor, your friends who are conveniently accessible is bullshit, you know? And just yep. like the whole city ordinance too. Like as you said, fucking, you know, parking or fucking cops or I don't know. Whatever the fuck the whole world. You you the whole fucking your atmosphere's problems are your problems. Yep, totally. You're a product of, of your environment. I totally believe that. Fuck that, dude. What you're doing, like, with fucking dudes in the fucking past, for fucking when they had to write an album, they had to get the fuck out of the city and fucking stay on a farm for, like, six months to fucking put something, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm I'm super lucky to be here. I mean, we, we work this farm, and we spend a lot of time, like just working with our hands but god damn you have so much more time out here you know all right you're maintaining you're maintaining but now you gotta fucking think about it you got all this free time how are you gonna use it to make power moves because now we can look at it this way from everyone in the past on the show they're all fucking talking about all their fucking accomplishments so far because they're like reputated in their own sense but you're a band that's fucking on its way it's on its way eventually and gradually to fucking when things clear up to go somewhere, you have a direction in mind and you're just starting. So you have all this free time. Like, what do you fucking, when you think about it as a musician, because when we talked, you're in it for the long run, you're in it to win it. What yeah. do you have in mind? Like, 
Well, it's kind of funny because uh, this morning I fucking uh, I sent a text to Riley Hawk down in San Diego, and I just said like, "Hey, what's up with your steel mill sessions?" Yeah, yeah. And you're like, "Oh, you want to do one?" Yes. So we're in. So next performance March is gonna we're gonna do a full set down at steel mill in san diego and live stream it yes fuck yeah <laughs> i told you motherfucker you got it yeah dude i'm fucking stoked that's sick so you're doing a live session steel mill just to fucking keep some stay relevant in a sense too when nothing's really going on yeah it, it's a really i mean we were talking about this yesterday it's such a convenient excuse to use to use quarantine as a reason to like Oh yeah, nothing's going on, so I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna sit on my ass and like watch Netflix or something. No, shit. fuck that. But this is yeah, it's like you gotta use your time wisely. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, to all bands who are trying to fucking do something, even bands fucking out there fucking already with a rep who fucking got fan base and shit. I feel like this is the time to fucking start hitting up every single fucking artist, you know, freelance artist whatever to make up some fucking designs merch ideas write songs fucking talk to fucking people promoters you know because even though there's not shit to work with right now when the fucking time comes 2021 springtime which everyone projects is the go-to but i don't know i'm still skeptical the floodgates are going to be open and what do you got to show what do you got to show it's like doing a fucking science project, you know what I mean? You got fucking three weeks to fucking do it, and then you did it, like, the last day, and then you fucking did a half-ass job. <laughs> you got a fucking shitty-ass grade, you know what I mean? You're like, dude, I got two weeks to fucking make a volcano, and I fucking did this the last two hours before I had to go to school. Yeah, I mean, like, every like up to, up to like, major label bands all the way down to independent bands like us – everybody is hungry and everybody's gonna want to jump out of the gates and hit the ground running like if you're not i don't know if you haven't done anything and you're just trying to like catch shows last minute as they open up these shows have probably been scheduled for months yeah dude and i mean everyone's fucking everyone's attention's on their phones you know so i mean if anything it's more time to fucking take advantage to stay relevant as a band fucking putting some kind of material some kind of announcement, some kind of fucking news, anything. Because everyone's fucking, you got everyone's attention, one or the other. They're scrolling. Yep. They're scrolling more than ever because they're boring. <laughs> they're boring as fuck, dude. Some people are killing it, don't get me wrong, but I can tell you fucking a heavy percentage of everyone else is fucking on their ass. But they're still hungry. And whatever anyone feeds them, they're going to be paying attention. So look at you now you're spitting out business. I thought you were no 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 no. There's some business, but then there was some personal business between you and me that fucking. I mean, <laughs> now we're talking like, look, the steel mill thing, right? I'm I'm not gonna yeah. take any credit, even though I just said I'm not gonna take credit. But I mean, voila, some initiative happened, some moves made it, and voila, you're fucking out there next month. Well, no, let's just straight up open the curtain on that. You 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 told me there. You told me to follow up with it and just fucking go for something. And you were right, man. I wasn't doing shit, to be honest. Like, other than writing and, like, doing my thing out here, 
you were right. I was doing I was doing nothing to like actually push. I mean, yeah, in a, in a sense, dude. Like to you and everyone else listening who's fucking in a rut right now, it's like this is the time not to fucking be lazy or timid or fucking skeptical about what the future has to fucking hold for you guys as artists. I'm not a musician. I'm just a fucking super gnarly analytical fucking spectator to everything. And I get an idea of more or less how things work. And I feel like if you're doing something or you have a skill, you fucking need to fucking start networking as fucking hard as possible to maintain relevancy. Because if you don't, then you're fucking just a ghost. And you're not going to surprise anybody when fucking things go back to full transition with like, hey, we're back. Like, no one gives a fuck you're back. Where were you when everything was dead? So, yeah, you know, fucking if Riley's fucking doing live at Steel Mill for bands, you know, like, I'm not trying to fucking annoy him or if he's listening, I'm not, Riley, fucking, I love you, dog, you're the shit, but like, I'm not trying to make sure everyone hits and blows your phone up. Hey, can we do a live shit? But like, if you're trying to do something and you can't go to a venue or fucking do anything, you got to hit up a homie or someone who can fucking do a live stream of your show. If you're, dude, I'm honestly, I'm honestly really fucking. I told him this too. Like, I'm, I'm so fucking grateful that like, at, during a time that literally nobody has an outlet to see live music, just to be a fan and watch shit. You know what I mean? Which I love to do too. You know, like we all do. We all do. At least, yeah. Fuck yeah. At least there's that. You know what I mean? At least there's. He's he's got an outlet to play some music. Seriously, he does. He has a fucking really good outlet. And it's like something a lot of people fucking there on the West Coast who aren't going to waste someone like his time, you know, to fucking put something, take advantage. I'm sure he's going to be stoked of it, you know. And you're going to make everyone else stoked because it's going to be fucking you guys. And it's going to be fucking live. And everyone's hungry for that shit. I mean, here in Europe, dude, like everyone's trying to do live sets. Some venues are doing that fucking service for people too. Like, come to the venue. It's just going to be an engineer and like a technician and you guys, and we'll have a camera, fucking iPhone propped or whatever the fuck, and we'll stream it, dude. Just make shit relevant. Just stay fucking relevant. That's the key fucking word I'm repeating 20 motherfucking times. Just stay fucking relevant. <laughs> Fuck everybody. Stop fucking being lazy motherfuckers and fucking say, yeah, we're writing something. Okay, you're writing something. What do you got to fucking show in between? Because you got to give people a taste. People's attention spans are fucking short as fuck, dude. Uh, we, you know, I will say this though: like, we did a, we did a live stream set from this farm. We just did Sarah and I like a duo set, and it was really cool. Like we we're stoked. We we're stoked to just play. You know what yeah. I mean? But holy shit, dude! Figuring out how. I mean, you're no longer just a musician. You are a fucking film guy, and you got to sync video. You got to know how to sync video to audio. And yeah, yeah. All that crazy shit if you want it to sound anything above a cell phone recording. It's it's te- Like, that was a fucking mission. I'm dude. sure. That was awesome. uh, that, and that probably would be what sets people back, because they're like, nah, I don't know how to fucking do that shit. And, you know, at the end, it takes a fucking village, you know, to fucking make something out of somebody you know what i mean like everyone is fucking that's when i say that's the beauty of it everyone needs to fucking work together 
all the fucking artists who fucking do poster work or fucking artwork for fucking bands and their merch and shit. Just because a band can't fucking put shit out doesn't mean you can't fucking hit them up and be like a freelance one, you know, if you're on a budget. A freelance one. Yo, will you be down? I like your shit. They're going to be fuck yeah. It goes the same for an engineer dude or a filmer dude. Like, yo, I know you're not doing shit right now. If you know somebody, hit them up. Make it work to your advantage. Just fucking do something cool. And you guys did that, and it was hard as fuck, but I'm sure if you had a homie there in the fucking somewhere conveniently close in Oregon, he'd drive the fuck out and make a dope-ass edit of the two of you guys doing it. Yeah, that would have been sicker than what we did. But whatever, <laughs> you did something. You took some initiative, so hats off to you. So give yourself some props, a pat on the back. Yeah, man, it didn't come out too bad. We just had a really shitty camera, like worse than a cell phone. I can I can get decent, decent audio out here, but anyway, fuck it. Yeah, it was a, it was a mission. All right, but now here's another fucking cute topic I want to get into. What's it like in the relationship aspect? Because it's kind of rare. It's rare. But what's it like playing music with the lady? Your lady. It's your girlfriend, right? Yeah. And you're playing. She's playing violin. You're playing bass. And you live together, and it's a whole creative song process. You guys do songs together. You sing together. It's fucking dope. It's cute. I mean, not to sound cheesy or anything, but it's it's cute. It's rad. <laughs> I swear, a lot of fucking people should be doing that shit, and they're like, "Nah, fuck my girlfriend. Dude. She's fucking gonna fucking kill my vibe or some shit." But your girlfriend's in it to win it with you. That's a beautiful fucking thing. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've pretty fucking lucky for it um i mean it's not something we milk at all i mean yeah it's not your gimmick it's not the gimmick at all yeah we don't we honestly not that it's we don't hide it but like we also don't flaunt anything when we're out like playing a show or anything like that right you're not that fucking band twin temple where they're fucking the gimmick is they're both a satanic couple that makes awful music and i'm i'm very i'm very comfortable saying that on air because i despise that band and anyone and if anyone wants to follow unfollow me over it fuck you guys that band is garbage i'm sorry lee dorian from rise above fucking beat me up fucking when i go to the uk if you're listening i'm sorry that band's garbage those doo-wop motherfuckers suck the worst gimmick satanic gimmick i've ever seen in my life terrible couple Worst people ever. But anyways, I'm sorry. I I feel fuck. I I I swear I was never gonna talk shit on anybody when I made this show. That was like the thing. But there's one band I despise. It's that one. They're killing it more than I'll ever do. They're making money. They're doing great. People back them. But I think it's terrible, terrible. But anyways, but it's their gimmick. But you don't milk it. It's you. If anyone to, was oblivious, they wouldn't even know that you guys were probably a couple until they saw you two together or something like that, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people in a, in a music setting, I guess they don't know that we're a couple. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, up here, being able to kind of like have somebody always that, you know, like, oh, I got this idea. What do you think of it? oh, that sucks, or, oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? Even just that helps so fucking much. Dude, you're, I can't stress enough how rad that is. I think that's the fucking raddest thing. That's like on some dead moon shit, you know what I mean? Fred and Tootie life. You're, 
Oh, damn. They put two and two together. Fucking Fred and Tootie, fucking the most beautiful fucking music couple in the fucking game. I can't think of another one, you know? And they're together, fucking always talking and shooting notes with one another, fucking working on songs. You know, like, hey, did I do good with this? Now nah, it's garbage. How do you do this? They all learn from one another. And fucking, I mean, at the end, sure, you want to get, like, an opinion from your spectators and your fans. And you want to do what's right for you. But you have an extra opinion on both ends on what you're both comfortable doing. That's fucking, that's gold. That's gold. Yeah, wouldn't trade it for the world. That's super rad. I mean, you know, we have our, like every, like just band members in general, everybody has ups and downs, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Of course. At the same time, at the end, you're a band, you know what I mean? Yeah. But come on, we got to talk more about fucking the band, the band, because we're at the same time, we're going to do this episode that promotes Spirit Mother as much as possible, because we want... (laughs) I want you guys, and I want people who are listening to listen to Spirit Mother, okay? There's going to be a link for their fucking album on Spotify on this episode. You can click. And then, of course, fucking on Instagram, whatever the fuck, even though I don't have a trillion followers, I'm going to do my best. But if three people fucking listen to you guys after this, then something good came out of it. Then something good. But let's keep on promoting Spirit Mother. But, uh, yeah, I mean, shit, we, we got kind of a we were in a tough position, like I'm sure so many fucking bands, but for probably four months leading up to our record, like we set the date, we set the date that we released our record on March 1st, probably somewhere in like fucking January, December or January or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, when people throw a festival and they have no idea that it's going to be a storm on that day because you have to plan it so far in advance. And then it storms. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of what happened to our to our record release. Uh, well, our record release show and like the very first supporting shows we got to do, like they're unreal. They're so much fun. Uh, but you know, like our whole calendar just got destroyed, and that was how we were going to sell our record. Right. Um. So getting, you know, with like. I mean, so much radio silence across most forms of music industry stuff, you know, what right, I mean? right. at least on like an independent level or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's been incredibly hard to get the word out about our record. I mean, it's hard to fucking even promote an album that you just released, you know, fucking without even doing any shows or, you know, keeping some consistent feed, you know, on social media or on the internet to promote it in any sense. If something like, it sucks because like, all right, so the album comes out and then you have everything lined up for spring and something possibly for summer. I'm not sure if you guys had anything for the summertime, but then all of a sudden you're halted. And then you're in an independent band too. So like you don't have like a huge worldwide fan base where everyone's like, yep. all right, well, even if it's fucking halted, I'm still going to be like collecting it, you know, still bumping it, still keeping it in my mind, still keeping it relevant. You know, they're going to be coming back full force. It's like, yo, we're trying to do something and we're trying to fucking make something out of ourselves. We finally managed to fucking, it's a full LP, right? That's what it was. Yeah, full, 
So you had your fucking your singles and then the full LP, which was this one debut. And then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. But then when you saw, you sent me fucking last night for me to listen to today. It's fucking. It sucks. And the reality of it is like. You can't fucking really push this album fucking with any promotion when things fucking settle because it's going to be so old, maybe. It's going to be what? Maybe it's going to be like eight, nine months old before things can go back to full transition. You have something yeah. else to fall back on with the new shit, right? Yeah, I mean, we're we're just about done writing it. I would say maybe from the songs you heard, maybe there would be one more. Okay. But, I mean, truth be told, I, I got, like, five more that I just don't like that I'm just not going to put on it. Okay. So this is, like, whittled down to the shit I like the most. The shit we all agree on is the best out of all of it. All the music that we've been messing around with. So we'll see. But it, it I do know, like, you can just feel it when you're... You can feel it when it's happening. Like, okay, yeah, I got plenty more to go. Here we go. Let's do this. And then you could feel, like, okay... I think this is it. I can't describe it much. No, 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 no. I, I get it. I get this it. gut feeling like the album is we're wrapping up. You know, this is it. But you can't fucking you can't afford to fucking be putting that out of your own pocket. I wouldn't let you do that either. I mean, it's I don't have any say, but I know your situation and I can't allow you to fucking be able to do that. You need to be fishing for a label one way or the other. Yeah, we're we're looking for help for this record for sure. And then we were talking about you taking some ideas and like how to initiate fucking sending it out to some people. And you got any promising? You can name drop people too, by the way. Feel free. I want to give a shout out to someone. It's, n- it's not cheesy or dorky at all. Go for <laughs> it. If you want to say a label's name, fucking send it. So maybe someone's going to fucking say it. Maybe, maybe something will help out. Go for it. All right. Well, I'll tell you who I did talk to today and okay. who I can only hope is, is listening to the new music now, but I, I definitely reached out to uh, writing easy records. You hear that, Daniel? If you're listening, I know that <laughs> I know Daniel listens to this. I know. All right. All right. Go on, go on. Yeah. Uh, so not to like put any sort right. of, yeah. On that, but I'm just saying I'm, I am sending the record out to people, and hopefully they're they're listening to it. And hopefully they like it. And then fucking note to people and labels out there, if anyone's again anyone's fucking listening, if anyone is fucking listening, writing easy. I don't want to fucking vamp them up, but I'm just giving an idea for people who want to get a good idea of what to do. Writing easy takes care of people. It's the only label I feel right now that's kind of mainstream that fucking, if you hit the guy up, if you're a hardworking individual and you have some fucking plans and some initiative, the guy's going to fucking give you a chance. Guaranteed in some way, what's shape or form or some fucking constructive criticism, you know what I mean? And a lot of labels should fucking take an ear to that. They shouldn't just all be fucking elitist, only fucking looking out for numbers, which I know that's the music industry. It's numbers. And that shit's vicious as fuck. It's likes. It's likes. 
It's fucking propaganda. It's just fucking campaigning. It's fucking numbers. It's money. It's fucking merch. It's fucking promoting. That's all they care about. I don't give a fuck about the music. If it falls into a category of a genre that fucking they specialize in, then yeah, they probably get a fucking cash in on it. They don't give a fuck. So, I mean, stay, stay aware. Not you, but fucking anyone listening. Stay fucking consciously aware. Did I say that right? I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm fucking drawing blank, dude. You know, fuck, you know the situation for me. It's fucking three in the fucking morning out here. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, I, get, I get fucking stupider and stupider every episode I talk to people. I'm so fucking my bad, brother. Oh, it's all good. Why the fuck do I have to drink coffee and smoke like half a pack of cigarettes at three in the morning to talk to people? That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking nuts, dude. It's like, like it is five. It's five, and it's it, yeah, it's five West Coast time. And then if I was talking East Coast time, it'd still be fucking a convenient hour. Yeah. Right after this podcast, I'm gonna take a fucking cold shower and do like a thousand push-ups and still not go to sleep. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> but so now... You gotta do some, yeah. gotta do some European bands, dude. No, nah, I got European bands lined up too, but like, I don't know. I'm kind of scared, because they're the friends, but I'm kind of scared, because like, all these European dudes are on some other fucking level. I can talk fucking West Coast, I can talk fucking US, fucking American with the homies all I, all I want, but with the European dudes, like, they're, that's just as nice as anyone else, don't get me wrong, but like the thought process and when it comes to articulating, it's more and more refined. And it's just like, fuck, I can't talk like an asshole or fucking a clown with them in any way, shape, or form. Super, Super formal. formal. Even if they're fucking homies and they're like laid back fucking in any sense, there's still like a, a mental register when it comes to articulating with one another where they're like super fucking formal. So it's like, I don't want to sound like a dickhead, but I, I'm kind of putting aside all my European guests until like the end of the season. Like, yeah, I'm I'm a little I'm a little nervous to do it, but whatever. Gotcha. But anyways, blah blah blah. Fuck me, fuck me. This is not a fucking perspective psych fucking podcast episode. Spirit mother. So again, we're going back. What is the creative process to your music? Because it's not the standard formula. What the fuck is a formula anyways? I don't fucking know, but it doesn't fall into the fucking cliche, which is fucking rad. What is your creative process? Damn. Ah, no one fucking puts you in that fucking, that kind of. You just put me on the spot. Well, good, motherfucker. (laughs) You got to fucking sell your shit, man. Uh, all these songs. I mean, to be honest, like I, all these songs, like our whole record started as, uh, kind of like a singer songwriter thing. Because especially when I was down in Long Beach, I wouldn't have any space or ability to plug in and just like play electric guitar how I want to play it. So I'd play acoustic guitar like super fucking quietly. And uh, kind of start how these songs are going to work. And sometimes the chords would be completely different. But they, it would be like a straight up singer-songwriter song. Okay. 
like Space Cadets, the first single we put out, and that seems to be the one that people listen to the most. That was a fucking acoustic song when I first wrote it because I have no other outlet other than to just do that. And then, uh, you know, like through those like little tiny opportunities, I, I would get to like plug in my guitar and actually play loud and play with other people. Because uh, again, that this record we released was written before like our band became, you know, what our band is. It was kind of just me at the beginning. Okay, okay. Uh, and that kind of created the formula for it. So now like what I like to kind of challenge myself to do is it has to sound like a song acoustically and it has to sound like a song electrically too. Right, right. It's got to have a fucking a solid skeleton before it can develop into something it is in the long run. Yeah, like it has to sound, it has to sound good at least to you. It has to sound good, uh, like not plugged in, completely fucking stripped and naked. It has to still sound like a song and sound like something you like before you can add the band to it. And I mean. That's all, right, all right, all right. And then, like, influence-wise, because, like I said, it's not your standard cliche where it's, like, very Sabbath-oriented or fucking very black-flagged or fucking prog or anything, influence-wise. Yeah, it's, it's not. Uh, <laughs> I draw influence from, like, from a lot of different shit. I mean, I grew up, like, all through high school, I was... I was all about like blues music. Um, so like, but like the acoustic blues, like fucking blind Willie Johnson and I don't know. Howlin' like Wolf, fucking Sunhouse and all those homies. Yes. Lead Belly. <laughs> all that shit. And uh, so I still draw a ton from that. There's this, I have this like, maybe like 30 record little collection that sits in this box actually right next to where I'm sitting right now that has like my favorite records in it. And one of them is this record. I just found randomly an artist I didn't even know of. And now is one of my favorites, which is T-Bone Walker. I know the T-Bone. Oh yeah, dude. I fucks with the T-Bone. Fucking respect, respect. T-Bone goes. Anyways, go on, go on. So from blues, uh, to like i also i listen to classical music i listen to fucking uh chopin and uh this russian guy named shostakovich and shit like that um there's a classical guitar player named andre segovia andre segovia nice yeah i listen to a lot of that too and then as far as like contemporary bands that I'm really about the first one that comes to my mind has to be uh, honestly like someone outside of, of the kind of demographic we fall into, I suppose it would be uh, this band called wand. Yeah. We were talking about wand. We were talking about wand cause they don't, every album is completely fucking different and I backed that so hard. Right. Uh, and another one is is a band called A Place to Bury Strangers. 
they put on one of the wildest live shows I've, ever I've heard of those dudes I've, i don't i'm not really familiar but i've heard of those dudes dude it i would check them out a place to bury strangers okay their album pinned pinned yep all right and i've, I've seen them a couple times now and first song every set i've ever seen them guitar is fucking destroyed to the point where like half the body is gone the neck is missing and he's holding on to like the headstock and the strings are somehow still attached at least a couple of them and that shit is still plugged in and it's still going damn it sounds that good still it's just chaos still maintains that's that's a hard uh that's a hard visual it's fucking nuts, dude. Holy fuck. So when you're fucking jamming, all right. So, I mean, like, so for me, it's harder for me now because I haven't seen you guys play. So I don't have, like, a real good mental video, photographic memory, whatever the fuck you want to call it, of me seeing you guys fucking channeling any sort of, like, momentum and energy on stage. But what I freaking gather from photos and from what I've been listening to, I'm trying to figure out, like I said, I've heard something similar in the past, but it was nothing I really dug into. And now that we're friends and I'm fucking doing a whole episode focusing on you guys, I'm trying to like understand like what it is necessary that you guys channel other than yourselves. And what it is mm-hmm. that fucking your music is trying to channel for like yourselves when you're on stage and for your audience as well. You got to sell. You got to sell as much experiment as possible, brother. Yeah, I get you. So, like, at a live show, uh, I mean, there's always this balance of, like, you know, there's, like, you could look at it as a purist and just say, like, fuck everything. I just want to play my music the best I can and deliver it and and let that speak for itself. And, you know, I'd be lying if I said we didn't have an element of that. But the other side, it's like, dude, people come to watch they can listen at home of course so like you know we do our we do our best to to put on put on whatever kind of show we can and when we when we get to we we bring our uh we always try to bring our good homie uh andrew carnegie he does digital visuals that dude's just a fucking madman he'll do like He'll he'll mix analog visuals and digital visuals, and we've worked with him for like over a year now. Okay, and dude just has our set dialed. So there's on, there's that going. There's all of us trying to like get as wild as we can, and while still like you know, our our main goal is to deliver the music as best we can. I mean, especially this this last. Uh, from last summer to now, I guess last summer to to this spring that just passed, I broke my back in a motorcycle accident. Right. So it turned my performance from like being able to like roll on the ground and jump in the crowd and jump on top of the crowd and whatever I can do to just kind of like stir people up. Right. To you know, I I started out our first show back. I was sitting in a fucking stool with a back brace on. And it was a, it was a challenge for sure. Trying to figure that out and figure out like, you know, so many people would 
honestly like so many people would tell me to like milk it but to be honest I didn't give a shit about that I didn't want I didn't want to be defined by an injury that I had you know right what I mean? of course so like, of course not I played like three shows with a back brace or sitting down standing up with a back brace but as soon as I could take it off I did and I would do my best for at least the 30 minute set to to just be as normal you know as, as much as I could okay couldn't like fucking roll around and jump on top of shit but but is that part of the spirit mother experience before the whole injury was like to be more into like interactive with the state like the crowd and whatnot like i would say so like are you delivering that much like octane like you know fueled up energy to where like you're literally fucking which is not a bad thing it's a rad thing to engage with the audience in that way what that way it's it's never something uh it's never something i plan it's just sort of like just happens. so you're that you're you're telling me you're that tr- you're that much in trance where you literally fucking can't engage that's yeah. fucking sick and especially i gotta do it while we're playing because i can't like i can't talk for shit i cannot banter i cannot i'm not that witty you know what i mean like <laughs> I hate fucking talking between the songs. So I, I do all my interaction during the song. To be honest, uh, I hate when people banner between songs. All right. I'm, uh, <laughs> I mean, some people can some people can do it good for them. But me personally, like, I'm like, I love you. Even my friends who do it, you know, I love you guys. But like, shut the fuck up. Just fucking kill it. Just well, there's also this thing, like, even, you know, when I was a kid growing up and going to shows, there's this thought I always had in my head, which is, like, you know that they're saying, like, that funny joke that they just told or whatever, like, something that you were into, you know they said that, like, 50 Exactly. Times. I've heard it before. I, I remember I'd be, like, with, I remember I fucking, the Uncle Acid shit, and I, I, I can freely express these stories, personal stories, because I, they're homies and they don't give a fuck, but... I remember there was an Uncle Acid run. They did like, I saw them four consecutive times. And between every set, it was the same fucking speech, different city though. And I was like, shut the fuck up. I mean, I understand everyone's fucking, you're, you're pleasing the crowd and that's a responsibility you got to do, you know, but like. Yeah, at that level, at that level, you're responsible. Yeah. You know? the, and those guys take it lightly they they deliver a fucking yeah absolutely but at the same time like nah come on man this joke about fucking the farmer and the fucking the cow and shit or like fucking this and that (laughs) like nah no one give a fuck the last time you were in this city and you fucking ate a taco at that restaurant like what the fuck why how's how's (laughs) everyone doing that's that should be like the fucking beginning and the end how are you doing and then hear a response, and then go go about your business. Good. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no banner, so you're fucking legit. So that's sick. You're legitly engaged, but now you're hurting. You're hurting, and that sucks. It is what I mean. Everybody's fucking. It is what. It yeah. Is. Everybody's got challenges. But I mean, fuck. You think you're ever gonna be able to jump on fucking the stage again? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm All right, good, good, good. Woo! 
good to go. Right. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back harder than Because if that's a thing you started from the beginning, that should be a thing to fucking keep on going. You know what I mean? People look as much as like. I mean, not to say, not to say again that like I must do this. No, 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 no. Yeah. Fuck no. But it's only, only the only when it when it's felt. Nah, of course it's fucking rad to see how fucking different bands engage with like what it is they do on stage when they're in trance, you know what I mean? Some people are way too meditated and, like, they'll stay fixated in a spot. Or some people are just way too fueled by the fucking the energy of fucking what they're doing in the crowd. We're like, I got to fucking run in circles or fucking, fucking crawl on the floor or fucking jump and fucking be with people, you know what I mean? And yeah. if that's something that's a natural fixation that you can do that's not fucking, like, scripted on your fucking set then i hope fucking people continue to do that because people suck when they're on stage just sitting like stiffs you know what i mean i mean it's it's a balance i mean like yeah i don't know there's there's bands i love that are pretty still and then there's there's bands i love that are fucking nah of course i'm not trying to cancel out the dudes who fucking stay fixated in one spot but it's like you can tell that there's a particular kind of music where it's just like, that's appropriate. And then there's something, even though it's not, you're not trying to fill into anyone's expectations. You're so like, yeah, they could have, I feel like that guy should have been stomping around, you know, from how fucking gnarly he was getting, but he was fucking full scarecrow. So fuck that. <laughs> he wasn't doing himself or the fucking crowd any justice. So maybe he should fucking, you know, reevaluate his next approach. <laughs> I don't know. If you're fucking getting, if you're getting with the groove, dude, fucking shake your hips a little bit, you know. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I feel it. I mean, it, it's something. It's something I. Uh, I always appreciated watching shows where people like were into it to the point where they're outside of themselves and like, even if it was like kind of stupid shit, at least like, you could tell when it's honest. You know of course, I mean? of course. And some people don't like to break out of their comfort zone, you know, even though it's a big, big step for them to be on stage to begin with, you know. People have got a billion things in their minds that everyone's all different, but I feel if you're going to fucking be producing a kind of, like, sound, you got to be, like, delivering it all for yourself, not just for the crowd. Like, you owe fucking what you're doing the full benefit. So if that... Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Like, just to play a show, you're... I mean, you're there like five hours early. You're standing around doing nothing. You're sometimes you're arguing with people. Sometimes, I mean, shit. There's so much shit that goes on before that. Like thirty minutes to fucking play. You better, you better get your kicks out of it. Oh, you want to hear a funny story? You know the yeah. Rolling Stones, right? Of course, Mick yeah. Jack. So Mick Jack. <laughs> no, Mick Jagger. True story. Mick Jagger, before every set, so he still can keep up fucking momentum and hype, he fucking shot, he runs on AstroTurf back and forth fucking like five five <laughs> miles before a set, a show. Before every show, he runs five, the, his fucking, his guarantee and his fucking tour people, they have like AstroTurf in the van or whatever the fuck, and they lay it out somewhere close or behind the venue. And as a guarantee with his green room or whatever the fuck, he just goes in fucking circles, just fucking building up his heart rate. Well, I guess he has to do that. He's like fucking 80 years old or some shit, but 
Yeah, he's getting pumped. Get he's getting pumped. That's that's pretty sick. He's not dude. just being a grandpa, just chilling. I mean, even someone in their twenties can still fucking have a grandpa mentality, just fucking standing awkward and then just like not delivering. Like, but dude's eight. That's a, so that's like a no excuse there. An eighty-year-old fucking rock legend who doesn't have to prove anything still fucking runs five miles before every show to fucking get pumped so he can fucking wiggle his hips and start fucking licking the mic, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude, that old bastard, he could he could stand there and people will love him exactly the same. I mean, I look at fucking Neil Young, dude. Neil Young's a fucking boss, don't get me wrong, but the dude just is posted in one spot the whole time, whole set. Oh, see, I, I haven't seen Neil Young live. It's a beautiful thing. It's a bucket list thing, too. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it's like, it's Neil fucking Young, but it's Neil Young. He's he's uh, taking advantage and playing the old man card to the fullest extent. <laughs> Which is his right. He's got nothing to prove, you know? Fucking dude don't even have to play music. We're all, we're all blessed, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. People, dude doesn't even have to play, and we all love Yeah. But you guys got to play. And you guys got to deliver. Oh, yeah, dude. We got to play. We got to take shit. We got to not get paid. We got to get paid very little. Well, that's that's all standard, dude. Everyone who's a band who listens or fucking, we all know, fucking has to pay their dues in some way. Some people don't, and it's fucking kind of weird. But I don't think you... I don't feel anyone earns the right of being a musician until they've like struggled for a, a hardcore two years or so. You know what I mean? Before like the door, or maybe you know, that long until the door is fucking open with like you know possibilities. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd like to think that that's that's how it goes, but I mean, fuck, dude, there's there's so much like Hollywood royalty out there that shit's handed to them. Oh, don't get me wrong. That's fucking. That's the music industry too. It's fucking the most privileged, status reputed people. Fucking, you know, get fucking hooked up just like that overnight. And that that sucks because a lot of fucking shitty shit is out there because of that. You know, you're like, what the fuck am I listening to? This is garbage. How did this guy even fucking make it to the radio or fucking on Spotify's number one chart? You know, overnight. How many how many dumb people actually back this shit? You know what I mean? Or is it even backed? Was it paid off for? Or, I don't know. And it's who knows? It's, that's a whole different thing. We're not going to talk about that shit. Yeah, let's not even go yeah. there. But yeah, I mean, fuck. Everybody struggles. Everybody, everybody for the most part pushes their shit real hard to be where they are. But I mean, people, you know, fucking spectators. And people who fucking appreciate aren't stupid because when they see people on stage, they can see fucking people's hard work in the long run. You know what I mean? They can see fucking whoever's on stage or where they are at that particular moment, you know, when they have fucking their music to back up everything they do. It's fucking nothing but a labor of love. I feel. Dude, you, you can't do it. You can't do it if you don't love it. So much of it sucks. True. Well, I mean, I wish that so much of it. I mean, so so much of it sucks. There's so many dudes out there who fucking suck, and uh, there's so many dudes who fucking don't suck, but they don't fucking know what to do to fucking 
stay fucking networked and connected to fucking make something out of themselves, dude. And they fucking don't know how to fucking put in the hard work. And then I think that's half-assed, dude. If you love something, fucking do it to the fullest extent. That goes for fucking anything you do. If it's building bikes or doing artwork or making fucking stuff out of your hands or reading books, I don't know. Making movies, fuck. You do it to the fullest extent. Read a book. Tell people about it. Yeah, dude. Read a book. (laughs) Tell people about it. Even if they don't give a fuck. (laughs) Just do something. Stay fucking productive and stay relevant. I mean, no one, you know what? I don't even want to say stay relevant because I saw that movie Birdman and fucking that whole. Ch- oh. Remember when that fucking his daughter was like, you just give a fuck about being relevant all the time when you're not relevant and shit. And I was like, oh, fuck, real talk. <laughs> but I mean, stay relevant in a sense if you're trying to do something where you're trying to fucking make it a reality for everyone to appreciate, you got to stay relevant. If you're trying to get people to fucking back it, because, I mean, you can't be a band and fucking not be relevant because no one's going to know who the fuck you are or not give a fuck at the same time. You're just going to be one of a billion fucking people who know how to play guitar and be with their friends and fucking press record and record something and conveniently put it online. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a lot of fucking groundwork for sure. Absolutely. Not to say I know I know remotely on how to like navigate any of that. I just take it as it comes, but I know for a fact that there's a lot of fucking groundwork. I mean it's all part of the game, man. At some point we're all in denial that we have to play a game to fucking get our names out there, but if we do want to do that, then we have to play. Which is unfortunate. But anyways, one way or the other, fucking you're feeling good about the band? You guys are getting tight as a group? Yeah, dude. I mean, those Sean and Landon, those boys, like, breathe. They're like a breath of fresh air. They put new life into the band, you know? Like, our live show, our live show changed when they joined, for sure. And uh, they're, they're, the, they're the boys, they're the brothers. Those guys are, those guys are in it for the long haul. It's, I know Sean really well, and uh, I think I think Sean being in your band is a great fit. Uh, that guy's amazing. I love that dude. That guy's a very yeah. talented and very fucking motivated individual for the most part, as far as I'm aware. I don't know, you know him better than me, but from what I can recall, every time being around him, that guy kicks ass. No, dude, he is. He's hardworking. His he has a style of guitar playing that's that's all his own. He does. He does. He does. We used to shoot notes back in the day. I mean, um, it was like a period that he and I were like really uh, in touch, you know, online. And then whenever I would go to Long Beach to uh, what's that venue? What's the fucking venue that fucking everyone standardly goes to in Long Beach? They did fucking uh, Tenacious D movie there. Too. Oh, Alex yeah, Alex's bar. bar. Yeah, there you go. Every time we were fucking yeah. at Alex's bar, fucking homeboy was there for support and always there to fucking, like, shoot the shit and fucking always fucking pulled out his phone and, like, yo, listen to this or I'm going to fucking send you something. And we're like, what the fuck? And his band before that was fucking on fire, too. I saw them a few times at Alex's bar. I forget the name, though. Uh, Blind John Pope. Blind John Pope. Yeah. I back those dudes. And, like, it wasn't my cup of tea either, but one way or the other, I was fucking stoked. I was like, all right, that's my friend on stage. I'm obviously going to be fucking hyped. 
and it was fucking dope. But anyway, yeah, those guys dude. kill it. Whatever. Anyways, Sean, your guitars on fire. Love that guy. Bye. <laughs> Shout out to Sean. So, anyways. He's coming up to the farm scene, too. The farm scene? Yeah, he's coming up here. Nice. Anything special you guys got to do except for, you know, business as usual? Just fucking uh, write more. Fuck, I don't know. What else do you do? I don't know. You got, like, some ATVs out there. Shoot some guns. Fucking. Oh, yeah. We got, we got some dirt bikes. We got some. I don't know, should I say that? We got dirt bikes and we've got stuff that comes out of a barrel that you can fire with a trigger. That's sick. You can say whatever the fuck you want, man. I'm good. If you think <laughs> you're going to get fucking shunned on, then don't say it, but you can say whatever the fuck you want. My last episode with the homie from Graveyard, we are talking about how we're breaking animals' necks for like 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, we got fucking drunk fucking the night before and fucking we're at the bar and I got off work and I met up with him and he was like, Hey, do you, do you know? Uh, I was thinking about like, how would you kill an animal with your bare hands, and which animals? <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, I'm down. I'm like, sorry, vegans and PETA or people who love animals. I, I love them too, but I'd break a rabbit's neck and then kill a deer with my bare hands if I could. Anyways, I'm sorry. I suck. I'm losing it. But yeah, <laughs> do it. I mean, shit, dude. Like, if you're out, if you're out hunting, regardless of how people feel about hunting and all that shit. But like, if you're hunting and you're you're genuinely gonna fucking like eat the animal you you just absolutely shot and you and you shot that shit and it's still alive. Fuck yeah, dude. Break it. Fuck neck, yeah, absolutely. You, know? you have to. You already did the deed yeah. and you already fucking didn't fucking do the kill you're shot. There. You gotta fucking put it out of its misery. Look that thing <laughs> in the eyes. Be fucking gnarly Do about it. Do graveyard style. Bare yeah, hands. bare hands. Like, <laughs> fuck, sorry. Pull out the buck knife. Fucking slit the throat. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> Dude, she gotta fucking Make do, sure man. you eat it, though, and fucking, like, respect it. Go fucking uh, full uh, Red Dawn and drink the blood at the end. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. No no trophies, man. If you're gonna, if you're gonna shoot it, love it, respect it. Use oh, absolutely. It. Fuck a trophy. The fuck is a trophy supposed to be? It compensates for little dick syndrome. <laughs> fuck motherfuckers who go trophy hunting, dude. The fucking dick's the size of a fucking cucumber. No, wait, what? Cucumbers are big. The size of a fucking <laughs> your pinky or some shit. Dick's the size of mini. Yeah, baby corn. Baby corn. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, I love this shit. I love I love when we go <laughs> off topic and we just fucking talk the worst. Because fucking, I mean, most episodes are like this, but we're doing a special situation because we want to promote you as much as possible. Thank of course, you. man. Fuck yeah, appreciate that. But anyways, it looks like we did kind of a fucking solid number on time. Fucking, I think did we, we did like an hour and 20 minutes so far. Oh, fuck. We're, we're good. good. I think we covered <laughs> most fucking bases, right? If there is, We can keep going if you want. If you got anything more you want to fucking shoot out. Coming from your... No, I think I want to end on breaking necks. Breaking necks. Are you sure? All right, yep. I'm down. I'm gonna go fuck. Uh, well, I already said it earlier, but I guess if anything else, just uh, we're gonna do a live stream next month. Tune in. You got a date for that? 
It's going to be mid-October. Mid-October. Okay. That's all we got. So all far. right. And then let's get all the fucking band promotion shout-outs fucking dialed from you. You, truly. Fucking let everyone know all they can about Spirit Mother, how to get this and this and that. Let's go about it. Come on, come on. Uh, fucking honestly, the best way to do it is send an email or, I mean, a lot of people have bought merch from us, write us a fucking letter. I actually love that shit. Sometimes we get some fan mail out here and like, it's the fucking best. I'm not about to drop our home address, but like, there isn't the... if you buy the merch, you yeah, can yeah, yeah. send some mail. But, uh, yeah, we got a website, we got, uh, social media and all that shit spirit mother at ig right and then fucking you guys are on spotify yeah. and you guys are on soundcloud and your merch is on a web what it's on like uh what you can it's on our it's on our website uh spirit mother official okay cool and all that shit's linked up on your ig too right yeah it's all there if you find this on instagram uh you'll find everything okay okay and then to all you guys out there spirit mother is a band based in long beach the homies are in oregon during this fucking stupid covid time but to anyone out there trying to link up and fucking make some shit in the future these guys they're not desperate or anything but they're up and coming and the more the better the more they're part of the community the better and uh, the more they network the better they're going to be able to come to your town near closer to you or another country. You know what I mean? So fuck. Armin, it's been the shit stuff. We fucking talked. We're going to stay in touch, right? Hell yeah, dude. Thank you, Mike. Of course. It's my pleasure. And then fucking everyone space cadet space cadet goes. I back it. I'm not biased. I swear yeah. to God. Thanks dude. Listen to that shit. Yeah. Spotify. All right, man. I'm going to go fucking take a shower and go to sleep. Cause life sucks. Yeah, go fuck the sleep. All right, dude. brother. You stay good. What are you going to do with the rest of your day? Probably in a barbecue. Nice. What kind of... What we do most nights What out kind here? of cut you got? Well, actually, we're, we're working through... So we raised our own bull out here on the uh-huh. farm. And then we found out that it's actually illegal to have a bull. Because we're like, we're like two houses out, like inside the city limit. Okay. So we we're in the country, but we have to abide by the city. Oh shit! So the city said it was illegal to have a bull, and we're like, "Oh fuck!" So we had to send him to market, and uh, man, damn, he's the best tasting fucking beef I've ever had. Oh god damn! I loved him though. I mean, we spent we spent a solid six months together. He was a good. Good homie. Hey, but you know what? I mean, where you're at right now, it's the most, I mean, to people who think fucking eating meat's not humane, that's like probably the most humane situation you can possibly be in, you know, when it comes to eating. Oh, dude. I mean, his alternative, so we, we actually take in, they're called like bummer cows. They're orphan, orphan calves that would die on someone's range. So we take them in and uh raise them and uh just give them the best life that we can because their their alternative is a factory farm right fuck that so you're good you're doing a service and fucking one way or the other you gotta get something dope in the long run yeah i mean on 
I'm not gonna fucking sugarcoat it. We they go to market and we eat the fuck meat, yeah, you know. That's the fucking sickest fuck shit me. I ever heard. Cause I'm like I I, I, I haven't indulged, you know, but like me, I'm fucking a gnarly fucking beef head. Like I love fucking Thanks. I love meat. Yeah. I I'm <laughs> fucking gnarly protein diet. Fucking weird keto, not keto. Fucking <laughs> omnivore, paleo lifestyle. So that's fucking I'm low key jealous. So you're stoked. Yeah, dude. Well, shit. If if meat would stay frozen from Oregon to France, I'd dude. say he's going to have to come out. Yeah, some point back in the States, I'm going to call you out on that. Please do, Fuck man. yeah. All right, brother. You enjoy that barbecue. We're staying in touch. Everyone, this is fucking Armin from Spirit Mother. Fucking listen to Space Cadet on Spotify, and you can follow them on their Instagram at Spirit Mother Official. And uh, yeah, say la vie. I'll talk to you soon, G. All right, brother. Peace. Peace.